All the men use assless chats. Screw this game. I'm off. It's gonna have goop on it. Oh, it's 10 out of 10. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. I have a potion, but I'm not gonna save you. It's like nuclear meat rage. Slide your visa through your butt crack. Classic gaming by geeks just like you. Dr. Robotic touch you in an inappropriate place? Sun Astro has formed. Get shitty with your friends and flex. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. Yeah, I was. It, it's kind of shockingly close. It's shockingly. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Leif Chappelle. So you just get this avalanche of all your attempts playing simultaneously. Uh, cool. Yeah, so it's like this big fountain of death. Matt Shoop. That's mine. Touch of my balloons. My balloons are soft and supple. Mike Rose. Because you have to go from point A to point B, point C to point D, and then back to point A, and then back to point C. Patrick Manning. I do a radio show on the internet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we... We play up that Nintendo. Dwayne St. Arnold. Some so. douche came up to me, fake coughed on me, which is real coughing if you didn't know, <laughs> and told me I was infected. Christina Matthews. I just imagine this homeless man on a corner holding a taco to his head. <laughs> Hello? Grant Roberts. To somebody who actually says, I fucking love Duke Nukem, it's like, I didn't know they still made you. Mark Schmaltz. How does this feat help me kill more orcs? <laughs> Christina Peck. It was like going to see an old friend, a really frustrating friend, <laughs> who I wanted to hit in the face several times. Adam Dorsey. You're getting a real workout. You're shaking your booty. The, there isn't an attachment for Just Dance to strap the Wiimote to your booty. Andy Padel. Bonk simultaneously put on sunglasses and took a dump on my inner child. Jason Peck. We only know it's on the rarity list, so... it is. Is it just like a... I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's on the rarity list. Jeff Callis. I had a year one year of... Uh, uh, wait, that sounded stupid. And Mike DiPetrillo. Do you not want to have sex with me? Are you not aroused? Welcome to episode eight of the After the Fact podcast. Uh, I'm Luke. I'm here with the same people. I'm all. You know what? I said that last time. Fuck this. Welcome to episode. Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ is not Beep. here. <laughs> Take three. Take three. <laughs> uh, so we've all had a uh, show's over. Uh, pretty much the show floor show floor closed, and we're. Uh, kind of winding down from the show i know that uh barbecues and parties and after parties are happening after we get done with this um pax orgies i'm sure those are gonna happen actually yeah oh god they're just gonna move from the beanbag chair section to someone else's place probably one of the hotel rooms yeah Uh, they need a curtained off section of that beanbag chair area no they don't they they need to just burn those beanbags they really really everyone is still on them they are covered <laughs> in germs. Callus insists that they are not that they are sanitary, and I insist that that's fucking impossible. I can see the herpes on each one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's how covered in herpes they are. I will believe that when Callus personally tests every one of those chairs. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it tests them by licking them. If he's, if he's not comfortable, I should have asked him that. I should have been. Like, he's like, they're perfectly sanitary. I should have been like, go lick one then and see how fucking sanitary yeah, you think that you thing is. Would you swab one and then put that swab? on your soft palate. 
Oh, God. I can't even imagine what those things would look like if you sprayed them down and shined them under a black light. They would be completely that, glowing. It would be ridiculous. I mean, just sweat and bodily fluids and just... Ugh. <laughs> so... But Wait, th- th- there's pools of shit in there anyway, right? <laughs> so you don't need a lot. Like, you're like, I can, I can, I can actually just see the pool of jizz in the bottom of that bean <laughs> bag from all the way over here. I don't understand. I just don't get people sleeping in public, like normal, r- relatively normal people, like sleeping like fucking hobos on a goddamn sumo in the middle of a con- convention. I could not do that. Yeah, not even that. I saw a bunch of people, like, last night. I left the con super late, like, at 2 in the morning. Yeah. And normal, like, gamer guys just sleeping on the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, like, <laughs> did they like, just want an early start on life? I, I, I don't <laughs> That's know. That's guess how you do it. I mean, I don't normally sleep in front of my workplace. <laughs> but I suppose that's a good way to get the the uh, get ahead in the game. <laughs> yeah, I Callus said that there there are people who will who will somehow find a way to avoid security and end up sleeping on those sumos all night and then just get up the next morning. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Become invisible? You bury yourself under them, sir. Oh, that's like, weird. Make a stack yes. of like thirty and just dive in. Yeah, perfectly seriously. sanitary. You have Absolutely AIDS after sanitary. that. Though. That's like a giant AIDS tent. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a cheese culture with various <laughs> STDs. <laughs> oh God, I did not need the image of. Oh, so so Delicious. today we've already covered shit <laughs> and, and STDs and STDs. Ah, uh, chlamydia. The class <laughs> fine. My <laughs> old friend. <laughs> the 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 herp is harder to get rid of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm well, not surprised that... <laughs> how, how is it possible that this is the fifth conversation I've had today involving herpes? I, I think I bring Only it up... Packs. I think I bring it up to you roughly twice every time I see you. I, I was going to say that you just hang out with some dirty people, but that's... I mean, on, on the subject of terrible controllers, the worst designed controller in the history of man is... Um, it's a toss-up for me, but the N64 controller takes a close second to the Dreamcast controller. I like both of the those. The Dreamcast controller is terrible. Yeah. Like, the placement of everything on that controller is wrong. Trying to There's play Solo Calibur on that thing is painful. Impossible. Oh, God, like, the placement of everything. The placement where the, the, the box where the VMU and the batteries go is like... The sides are too thin, and there's not enough space between those and the box for the batteries and the VMU. So every time I was playing Dreamcast games, the the knuckles on my three lower fingers were just getting raked by the the that center box thing. The fucking thing is ugly. It's ugly as all hell. That thing looks like a spaceship from Battlestar Galactica. It's fucking terrible. I'll give you. I'll give you the spot where the VMU is. I'll give you that. That is uncomfortable at times, but all the time. I I don't know. I I didn't really ever have a problem with that controller. Plus, it had a spot for the VMU, which had a screen, so you could play games while you're away from your system. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, it, yeah. No one did. Awesome it, idea. Terrible implementation. I, I did for Skies that Arcadia. Screen, that screen had like 16 yeah. pixels, so it was like. It was like your Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> Great, because that's what I, I need a Tamagotchi that you I can, can plug watch your into. Tamagotchi take a pixelated dump on your Dreamcast <laughs> controller. <laughs> oh, look, he's pooping. <laughs> we could talk about bad controller designs forever. We could, and a lot of it is up to the, the actual individual game makers. Yeah. yeah, to not make the control scheme suck for the game. Yeah. I mean, in the end, well, mm-hmm. and each person thinks it's different. Like you hate, you know, you hate the uh, N64 controller. 
I don't have a problem with it. You need three hands to play. It's got an appendage (laughs) off to one side that you never use. Yeah, it's like you hold. You're holding every fucking game for that system. The vast majority. I won't say every because then somebody will run me over the coals for it. But the vast Um, majority. Actually, there's a couple of games (laughs) where. where you're you're using the analog stick, so the vast majority of the time that you're using that controller, there's this this thing growth hanging off to the left that you never <laughs> fucking touch. Are you saying the N64 ever. controller had cancer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. I mean, the only way I think you could use all three parts of it would be to like hold it and then hump the center. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you're terrible. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, for every controller that we each hate, there's somebody out there who's like, oh my god, that's my favorite controller. Yeah. How could they talk down to it? Yeah, if we ever get any people on the forums, we should start this discussion on the forums and see if anybody responds. I mean, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, so you could use your asshole on the third part of the <laughs> yeah, you could <laughs> sit and spin. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's not really a, a video game movie, though, but yeah. have you guys seen the new trailer for uh, Tron Legacy? Oh, God, yes. Oh, it I looks mean, so good. And then Daft Punk is doing the entire soundtrack, which I couldn't think of a better yeah. <laughs> band to do that. So. What? Yeah. Yes. Have you not seen that trailer? No. Oh, oh you're going to watch it after the show, sir. Yeah. This is, okay. it is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I love the trailer for that movie. I can't wait to see it. Uh, my only complaint about it is that he goes into the arcade and there's just all these arcade machines just sitting. Like, who would leave them there? Who is that guy that just leaves them there to rot? You mean the guy that owns the arcade that is now in the fucking computer? Yeah, yeah that's who leaves them there. Somebody needs to rescue them. They, they're just <laughs> sitting there lighting them. So that's the plot line that you would want to see in the movie. You don't care. You After the kid goes into the machine, you don't care about what goes on in there. You just want to see the person that comes in and rescues all the arcade machines from their dusty, dirty environment. Well, I would care, but it wouldn't be much of a movie to see me gut the, the entire <laughs> <laughs> Do a beer cast. The beer cast. Yes. Like double, double fist. And then, and then we, we can, could, we could do Edward Forty Hands cast and we like tape this. And then we can cover hands, Tapper. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> do Tapper. Yeah, do Tapper. And as long as we do Tapper and not root beer Tapper, I think we're okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you guys know what Edward Forty Hands is, right? Oh yes. yeah. Okay. The old college trick. Why don't you tell the listeners what Ed- Edward Forty Hands is? So Edward Forty Hands is, if you've seen Edward Scissor Hands, he has scissors for hands. Well, forties are. A don't adult say. beverage. And sometimes they're malt liquor or they can be PBR. It's usually something trashy. And you tape them to your hands. And you're the, not allowed you're to. You're not allowed to take them off of your hands. Until now they're the, empty, I'm now, assuming. Until they're empty. Well, the, the fun part is, what happens when you need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, uh, no. you need a friend who is very close to you. God, or God you I'm just married. drink both 40s. Chances are you got to break the seal before you get there anyway. Yep. Yep. So that's the fun part. Unless you're game, really good the at The thing is there's beer. a lot of microbrews where you can get some pretty fucking strong beer in 40s and not yes. not shitty PBR, not stuff that's going to make you, you piss. Could you get, get like dogfish head yeah, in 40s and that's like when I was in high school against the nine, law, sir. Nine and a half percent. That's terrible. When no. I was in high school and we were living in and I was living near Deschutes Brewery in Bend, they used to make 40s. There's there's winter seasonal was one called Doppelbach that was like, like 11%. <laughs> yeah, and they, that they only had it in 40s. That was the only way you could get it. So that would be fun. It's On the back it says, one. F you up, son. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And it has a, a guy kicking a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has a picture of a guy trying to unzip his pants with two 40s taped to his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just pee myself. 
Christina's over here. It's, it's like, I can't warm, believe this just over here. Cold and stinky. How do I associate with these people? <laughs> <sighs> what are you playing, Christina? I'm nice playing. to see you again. I know. So. I can't say anything because I'm completely indifferent to this game as well. Yeah. I, I just, I don't really care. I've never really cared about it. And while I love the fact that Samus is a strong female character, a strong female mm-hmm. lead in a video game, I I just don't really care. My question, do you think that the developers of this game at the time made her a female character to make a strong female lead or for the titillation factor at the end where you find out she's a girl? Both. Because you don't, like... I don't think it's titillation. I think it's surprise. You never know that she's... A female. So, like, until you get to the end of the game, like the newer games, clearly she's a strong female character. But when you play Metroid, you're like, I'm running through this game as a dude. Holy fuck, it's a chick, you know. So I don't know that it's. I don't know that. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I I just said I don't know like 15 uh, times in a row. I don't know if we can really know what they thought, but I mean, I know for most people, it was just assumed that she was male. And then when you get to the end of the game, if you beat it fast enough and you find out she's she's female, it's. We'll it's put in kind Jason of Jason Bailey. Yeah, Justin Bailey. <laughs> Justin Bailey. Damn. But uh you you think it's it's just a crazy like moment where the entire game just kind of flips itself over and it makes you kind of think about it a little more. And a lot of people talked about that game yeah. just because of that for years. But I could, I, I could just imagine like 16-year-old gamer nerds being like there's no way in hell a chick could have done all that. But I mean <laughs> I think it's really cool, She's though. She's girl at the end. Oh, really? No, I gotta finish it. I gotta finish the game now. Yeah, I think it's really cool that she she turned out to be this strong female lead, and she's like a lot of females uh, who take leads all, all dress very skimpy and very, mm-hmm. and there are not very many who are actually just. It's it's the same as if they're a guy. They're just female. Yeah. Um, she's one in. Well, I don't know about that. If you look at some of the some of the like the, the newer the stuff. cut scene art from even some of the well from like some of the Game Boy games. Like the first time you see the Zero Suit and there are a couple of okay. times where she shows up in like a bikini thing. Yeah, there's like... Zero Suit Samus, which is totally different. Yeah. I'm talking about Suit Samus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where she didn't go the skimpy route. Such as this game. Yeah, she was just an awesome ass kicker. You knew mm-hmm. she, she was, was a girl, but she didn't do anything to accentuate the fact that she was a girl. She Correct. just was an yeah. ass kicker. Which I really like. They're, they're not that many... They didn't embody the stereotype that a typical game heroine ha- has today. Agreed. Unfortunately, they are sort of recanting their original intent, I think, it w- with the Which, games now. To be honest, they do with a lot of games. Like uh, the first Resident Evil, Jill Valentine, wasn't really skimpy dressed. She was, you know, she was okay. Like she was wearing tighter clothes, but not skimpy. But she but was then, wearing tactical clothing, basically. Right. In but that then game. in Resident Evil 3, they could pull back and bam, she's wearing a tube top and a miniskirt and boots. Yeah. Like... They often do that. They'll start a character out as being just, hey, here's this awesome ass kicker who's also a girl, and then the next one, they're sex them. They're trying to market it, and they don't realize what they've lost. Did that happen to Laura Croft and Tomb Raider? The Laura first Croft Tomb Raider was, wasn't... She was always wearing tighter clothes. Yeah. yeah. She's and she always was always been. she's always had giant boobs and little teeny shorts. True. So. I mean, in the first game, they're just like points. So, like, well, trying <laughs> <fair>. right? It's <laughs> not really boobs. But, you know, in the second game, they sort of fleshed her out. So, <laughs> a little more pop. Fair. You know, she's, she's actually got uh, 
breasticles. It now. was it was only to me even and even that wasn't that bad. It was yeah. only the point where they started. I think it was Tomb Raider two where they put her in Italy and she ends up in the bikini. Yeah, it's like yep, oh yep, yep. really guys really yeah. But I mean for everyone like that you have a Heather from Silent Hill three. She's just you know, she's dressed. You're you're right over the top of my head. I've never Sorry. played Silent yeah, Hill three. I so I haven't played that oh. one. Well, that one apparently so is the it, best is it? one. She's. I mean, it's a good Silent one. It's a good yeah. one. She's just like a teenage girl, so she's wearing like a, a tank top type shirt with like a vest, and mm. I mean, she just—it wasn't like they were accentuating her her sex factor. She was just a girl who was in with Silent Hill characters. They're just in a crazy situation. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like she dressed up and was like, "Oh, let's go kill some people." How am I going to do it? I'm going to need so much freedom of movement. I'm gonna, I just don't wear anything <laughs> at all. Like, which fighting game characters are the worst for that? Oh no, the the character that annoys me, the female protagonist hero character that bothers me the most recently is Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her never... proportions are so wrong. She's like. If proportion wise, she's at least like twenty five feet tall. <laughs> I want to, I want to throat punch everybody who drew and animated that character so hard. Like my my figure draw, all of my figure drawing <laughs> in my life just wants to obliterate this character. Well, so the, when I'm ruler of the universe, this character will cease to be. The exists. good part about that is, though, I don't think that game did very well, and I think it. Like people, it was a it was a disappointment. Like from all the yes. things that I've read and all the people that I've that all the reviews I've read and people I've heard talk about that game, it was hugely hyped and extremely disappointing. See, I've heard it was actually pretty good. Really, I'd like to play it. Yeah. Wow, hugely hyped. Yes, there's some people that like it. Some people, I just hate can't it. look at yeah. it. God, I just want to vomit. The weird thing is, is most <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the only people who I've ever heard talk good things about it are this the feminists who dislike her proportions but still think it's a good game hmm. uh yeah everybody everybody i know hates the the proportions of her in that game except for the really really creepy old guys but it's there's not a, there's even stylized it's like it's retarded <laughs> really is that the problem because like I, I, there's plenty of games where your purport the character's proportions are completely out of whack most of them yes um but i mean you look at any, <clears throat> any fighting me. game you look at yeah, uh every fight oh my god yeah fighting that games possible or like Darksiders, right? And Darksiders is John, the whole, all the art for that game was done by Joe Madriera, and his shit is always like way out of proportion. Like the the main character's got a little tiny waist, and his upper body should overbalance him and cause his spine to break. But you know, it's a video game, so video yeah. <clears throat> game, video yeah. games. <laughs> I don't know. I just I do appreciate what she did, but I I, I prefer that. In my char- in my games, the female characters are the same as the yeah, guys. Yeah. They're treated in the same way. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I like, that's why I like, like Left 4 Dead. Both of the female characters in those games are just standard girls. Mm-hmm. You just are put in a ridiculous situation, and they're surviving just like everybody else. Yeah. I really like that. So for Super Metroid, at least in that time, thumbs up. Good job, Nintendo. I like the way you did it kind of pick your level of frustration with this game right there's there are ways to make it easier but they don't tell you what they are you can you know if you manage to get everything before you go to the dark world like get a a net and a bottle and an extra bottle and like my frustration today was finally beating the the dungeon the first dungeon in the dark world and not having the flippers to finish the second dungeon in the dark world and having to trudge all the way back through the fucking light world to get the get you know go to the zorland and get the 
the flippers and go back and um surely that piece of the map should have uh piqued your interest because you know (laughs) obviously there's something over there yeah uh, even though it's completely hidden i mean maybe i'll go maybe maybe playing it a second time would be better because then i i'll i know i can walk into it knowing that i need to explore a lot i had forgotten about the flippers part as well and i just went back and i didn't remember that you had to get it from there and i was like i'll explore a little bit yeah. Part of it. I hated exploring. If I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do or like where I was going next, I was just really frustrated. But I can understand like why. Because originally when I suggested this game, I was like, I really don't like it. You know, I was like, I I didn't like it, and I couldn't really tell you why. But I when I first played it, I was just like, meh, this is uh, okay. Um, but <laughs> what? Christine is just over here, she's like looking like a cartoon the red level is going up her face like she's just gonna tear something apart. i think we should let her talk yeah. i'm just trying to center myself before i i start talking about the game because i did not remember this game to be frustrating i remembered it to be very fun and enjoyable and you know let's just go have some fun and then i started playing the game again and i almost wish we hadn't done it because i liked remembering it as a nice quiet little like you know walk through the woods type of game and it's not it is not. You play through it, and you... First off, it makes no sense. Nothing makes any sense. No one tells you where to go. Nothing yeah. happens. You start out in this house, and then you go to this village that's like 10 feet from your house, and they don't know who you are. And they have to explain themselves like who they are to you. And you you just start out on this epic quest, and it feels somewhat epic. But after I died 18,000 times in the same spot... <laughs> It felt less epic. <laughs> and each time I would die, I would just stop and take a moment to collect the pieces of my sanity, which had been broken by this boss. And I'm speaking of the first dungeon in the, the Dark, Dark World. The first Dark World dungeon? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the path to the boss. Like, I would make it to the boss, and I would have five hearts. And then the boss would hit me once, and two of those hearts would be gone. The thing would start beeping incessantly at me, which would only... Oh, the beeping. Which would only make it worse. And, yep. um... The end result of it, and don't look so smug, Micatron. I'm, the end I'm just shrugging my shoulders. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever experienced this, actually. Really? really? Yes. You never. never got frustrated by the incessant beeping when your life gets low. I just or don't get just, to that point. Oh, uh, that's... Oh, 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 that's so my life never gets low. Yeah, yeah, just don't get... Just fill your life back up. Well, the urge to shove you out of your chair right now. Fill your life back up when you're locked in a room with a boss that you have to be. Yeah, I have plenty of jars filled with medicine. Or, uh-huh. or fairies, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't go to a dungeon that no one ever a bunch tells of fairies. You, that no one and ever tells you how to and get... And some of the dungeons have fairies in them, so... Yeah. Some do. Yes, like some do. Not, yeah. not the first three have like fairy rooms. Yeah, and there's like three and of them floating around there. Some of the older ones have float. secret uh, fairy rooms as well. well yeah. yeah, which which again, it's a fairy room that only uh, you find only when you fall down a certain hole. And if you fall down any of the other holes, you lose more life, and you hear the beepy noise faster. So yeah. it's completely. I can understand how it would be much more fun if you remembered everything like you do. But for someone who I barely remember, like I completely had forgotten that you had the power from the Master Sword when you have full life. Mm. And whenever I, you know, hit something with my sword and something, you know, some spirally thing came out, I was like, what is this thing? This is incredible. And then I realized I wasn't going to have that very often. Yeah. So just get over it. That's, that's, that, that is surprisingly frustrating. Like you get that thing and you're like, sweet. And then you get hit once and it goes away and you're like, you're, you're fucking kidding me. I have to keep my life at full just to have this awesome weapon. I I don't know. It don't get hit. 
That's yeah. the thing. Thanks, like, Micatron. <laughs> I know. Just don't get hit. I uh, I did. I made it all the way to stage eleven, which nice. Which for me is just <laughs> downright amazing. That was That's more patience than stage, I had. Stage eleven is the one with the fucking griffins dropping yes. Igor's on your head, right? Yes. Oh god. Yes. That one aggravated me the first time. I, I finally got used to it, but well, I didn't. <laughs> I played it through this morning, and then I was getting ready to, uh, you know, to turn it off anyway. But I I died right there, and I just hit the power button in anger, and then immediately regretted it because you. That's right, because no you're save. playing it on an original NES. Right? I am. Like I am. No so save for you. Can't nope. rage quit on the original NES. That nope. is that is my that is why I've been playing it on a Wii, and that Wii has saved my sanity because mm-hmm. I've been able to like if I hit that continue screen, I can just hit hit the home menu and exit and get a quick save and it stays on my system so I can shut it down I can go to bed I can go get some food whatever I can come back I can turn it back on and I can start it back up where I, where I finished off man I, if I were playing it on an original NES I probably would not have an original NES anymore you've never <laughs> <laughs> you've never gotten to the point where you actually reset it from the home menu on the Wii you're like ah oh, screw this rah! no no luckily I have I, I've limited my rage quits to uh, you know Swearing and hitting things in the physical world instead of actually just hitting reset in the in the home menu and screwing over my save. Well, that's always better. Violence so. in the physical world, you know, is actually way better. Oh Absolutely. yes, exactly. <laughs> better than losing my save. Damn it! <laughs> if somebody has to lose a finger. That's just what has to happen. All priorities. <laughs> I think it's one of the better brawlers out there, though. Streets of Rage Two. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at the standard, you do a special, you lose some health, but it's sort of like a panic move. Because you're going to take more damage anyway, so might as and well. It's play. also the only game that has Adam actually doing anything. Yeah, that's yeah the first one. Adam My, uh, worst older brother ever. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really busy. My problem with the second game, the specials in the second game, like okay, so I only played through as Blaze and Axel. Uh, I didn't play the other two. Blaze. So two, I may, I, I will probably play again. Two uh, of the three, two is by far the best, um, in my opinion, and. I played Blaze. I didn't like Blaze very much, but I played Axel, and his he's got this. His special is this like flurry of punches and uppercuts that doesn't actually hit more than once. Like if you hit with any of those punches, the enemy flies out of range, and then he just goes ha ha hey ha 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 and fight and is hitting the air for the rest of the time. Does the dragon punch the end? Yeah, and so it. I expected the first... I did that by accident once, and I saw him do that, and I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to go up to an enemy, and I'm going to be like, pow, 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 and then the last hit's going to knock him knock him cold or something. No. No, you hit him once, they fly, and then he's just showing off from that point forward. <laughs> just, ho, ho, look at how awesome I am. My fists are on fire. Fuck, i got to put these out. Uh, I, I like how similar Axel is to Cody. Like, he's wearing a white shirt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although Cody didn't have the headband, so... Oh, the headband cool. makes it. Yeah. A- Axel had a headband? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. 1992. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody had a headband. But you just weren't cool. Which is true. The two girls that you're talking about, I'm pretty sure they had headbands as well. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. stopped off from their Jazzer's Ice class. <laughs> to your the second game, I, the, they basically they improved everything that was wrong with the first game. They did. The hit detection was better. The graphics were better. The fact that all the enemies had life bars is an amazing addition to that game. Um, I, I miss the cop car special. Uh, like, I liked the ability to, if it was a panic move, that actually would just rid the screen of enemies, which is sometimes really necessary in that game. Um, 
I kind of missed it when I was playing the second game, but uh, the second game is just better level design. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one doesn't have level design, really. It's you walk from left to right. There's no. You there's beat no, up that same. But don't you walk from right to left at one point? I'm pretty sure again. you do. Wait. No. Oh, there's an elevator too. There's the yeah. elevator. All fight. All brawlers of that age had an elevator scene. Yeah, nice. the elevator was awesome because yeah. when you actually uh, there's two in the second one. There, yeah, there's the uh, the the hidden base. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> The the ninety foot or ninety floor drop. That, yeah, you know, the the elevator to the center of the earth <laughs> from the baseball field. Yeah, there's no lines there. You can't see the fact that there's a clear elevator. <laughs> but uh, pitching man, man, can you imagine how embarrassing <laughs> that would be in the middle of a game. <laughs> Just descends. Uh, game guys pitching a no hitter, and then all, all of a sudden, what the? It's <laughs> <laughs> Just dropping into the earth. Especially after he started getting the shit beat out of him by all the guys that were <laughs> dropping into that elevator with him. That's that's yeah. probably my least favorite thing about the game is that sometimes guys will jump on the screen and they will hit you as they jump in and you didn't know they were coming. And, and you have no way to avoid them even if you see them coming. Yeah, and you're just already one hit down. You're, you're like, going to take damage, yeah, no yeah. matter what. Sucks. That and the fact that in the first one, was there anyone with uh, guns? No. No. I, I, you're walking yeah. around, you're going to fist fight with a bunch of guys. Yeah, sometimes they got knives, they got pipes. But you can pick and those then, up. Mc, then McLeod and McBride show <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> I mean, you can pick up the guns and the pipes, though. That's the pro- or the uh, the knives you, and the pipes. Yeah, but you, you can't, can't pick, pick up, up the guns. guns. That's one of the other aggravating things about this game is the fact that your attack button in all three, your attack button is your pick shit up button too. So you're like constantly. I was like in the middle of a fight, and I would try and punch somebody and end up dro- dropping down to pick something up. And it's even worse if there's two, like there's a knife and a pipe, and you just sit there and drop to your knees, picking things up over and over and over and over again. It's like, you get your ass handed to you. I'm gonna like, kick this guy's ass. Hey, look, a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can get it on the, uh, you can get PS1 and Saturn versions as Which well. Which have additional content. Have additional content. They have Extra the, load like, times in the Saturn version. L. Oh, oh, a d i. I would say that the best way to get ng dot dot. I would say the best way to get it's probably. Oh, shut up, Jesus! We don't need load times in the podcast. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm actually playing Heavy Rain right now, which is a lot of fun, but quick time events. it's really it's really hard to talk about yeah if people have asked me they're like uh, is it a good game and the only response that i can come up to is is have you ever played a game and had a quick time event and you're like oh my god i love this in fact i wish there was a game that was comprised solely of quick time events that would be the greatest game ever if so then heavy rain is definitely for you and if not then play god of war or something wait isn't that house trap on the second cd that oh. would be night trap oh night trap yeah, yeah, yeah. or we'll play shenmue and play qt battle over and over and over again <laughs> get told that you suck love that game over and over play the you last suck. last what 45 seconds <laughs> play the last 45 seconds of uh uncharted over and over and over again okay. I, I mean speaking of that like if i could have a job just driving a forklift if it was as fun as you know it was in that game which so everybody hated it but i loved it what's the game all about uh heavy rain um heavy rain okay so you start out the game disclaimer <laughs> for your listening pleasure <laughs> We have edited out all spoilers from this podcast. <laughs> so you start the game out, and so you play this guy whose name is... Uh you do really boring stuff. Like, you go and... 
swords? Yeah, there's like kids' swords. little plastic swords. What's the point of the game? Like, what are you... Are you trying to solve a mystery or something like that? Yeah, like, there's the... Uh... That sounds way more fun, but... And so you're going through, and, and uh, it's basically just trying to unravel this mystery. And there's four different characters you can play as. So and what are they? Uh, we can play as... They're huge, giant spoilers. Like, it would be absurd. Well, wow. You can't then, even tell anyone where you are in the game. It's like, how far are you into it? And you're like, uh, where, how far are you? And then it's just this awkward conversation where you're both trying to not spoil the game for the other person. I didn't really notice that, but I'll definitely agree with you on the whole character getting stuck on corners or behind walls. Mm -hmm. And just instead of actually moving around it, they just ran into it over and over. Mm -hmm. Because when you go to a certain point out from that character, it just stops. Like, you can't go anymore. You have to go back and save the idiot that's stuck behind. You which just turns the, the other whole three game. Char- the other two characters to die. Which yeah. which is uh, no, w- then they don't get experience. Yep. Yeah. But that basically turns this entire game into an escort mission. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's very much like which a is, full escort mission game. Which is never fun. Like it's the whole reason I didn't play Resident Evil Five. It was just like eh. They've, Resident Evil Five is almost unplayable. On a total side note, yeah. almost unplayable alone, but in a group, two people. Yeah way more fun but yeah. it's the same idea right? right escort missions have never worked they've always sucked and game developers keep trying to do them mm-hmm. they love escort missions which is crazy because no gamer likes them because they're slow they're awful like yeah. they're slow and the person that you're escorting is invariably the dumbest fucker on the face of the planet it's true right like people are shooting at them and they're walking out like oh what do i do oh i want to get shot come on the best escort mission just on a complete side note i know exactly what you're gonna say right now too resident evil 4 oh no sorry no best escort mission ever was resident evil 4 because no matter what your escort person was on your left shoulder and then unless she got kidnapped and then you were supposed to save her and then you you know you're not positioning yourself correctly in the first place it's your fault or what you could do is throw in a trash can and kill everything and then pick her back up when you think everything's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is great i loved it i was like oh crap escort mission is going to suck wear this then, 20 gallon hat and then i was like wait anytime she actually gets kidnapped it's my fault because she's always off to my left shoulder and i should know that yeah so the only you know, there is one other i thought that you were going this way the, the one other game that i've liked the escort mission. It was frustrating at points, but overall was really good was Ico, which was, yeah. you know, it was a full game escort mission. That was the whole point of that game. But because it was a full game escort mission, they designed it around being an escort mission instead of having that be a a throw-in type of mission in another form of gameplay. I agree completely. That so, game was an excellent escort mission, but in my experience, no one else has done it correctly. Mm-mm. No one. And they tr- they just keep trying. That's what I just don't get. So why do people like this game? Secret so much. So much. Why do people know. like this game? I, Be- I, you know what I think it is? It's Final yeah. Fantasy fans that finally got to move around and actually hit stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, Somebody, and it also- I, I think you guys have this weird interpretation of what Final Fantasy fans are, though. Mm. <laughs> Somebody on the forums uh, called it what they said, effectively a multiplayer Zelda. Um, yeah. Which I disagree with because I don't like... Um, 
the combat system, while well disguised, is basically still turn based. Um, it's it's not it's not a whole lot different from the um, shit. What's the Final Fantasy system? They what do they call it? Where it's got the bar that refills. The active time battle. Yeah, active, yeah. active time. It's it's an it's an active time battle. The only difference is if I want to. I can hit something for zero damage when my meter's still not refilled or one damage or whatever. Um, like, you know, I the overall gameplay style was not terrible. It was the parts of it, like the a, the way the AI was handled and the the way you were escorting people, um, and the way the plot progressed and wouldn't progress depending on what you're doing in a completely oh, nonsensical way. Yeah, like. Like, the whole beginning of the game, they're like, go to Guy's Naval, go to Guy's Naval. By the way, go to Guy's Naval. Oh, hey, go to Guy's Naval. So you get a character that then tells you, we've got to go kill the witch. So you're like, now you're now you're at a crossroads. You're like, do I go to Guy's Naval or do I go kill the witch? Well, I go to Guy's Naval, and it's like, you're not supposed to go here. You're supposed to go kill the witch. And then I go up to kill the witch, and I run into a thing that, like, I have to hack down with an axe that I don't have. And it's like, well, fuck, why are you coming here when you need to go get an axe at Guy's Naval? And now I go back to Gaia's Naval and I get the axe and then I have to go back. Like, fucking let me go to Gaia's Naval in the first place. Let me go, you know, don't just let me choose my path. Don't force quit me out of my path because I happen to not be going the way you want me to go. Right? Yeah. Oh, but you really feel like exploring and stuff and going through the same uh, forest areas that you've already done a hundred times to grind and get a bunch of levels and... Because no, you're not really wasting your time at all. Yeah, Microtron's thumb up. Or, grinding, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he... God, I don't know, I understand why you would like, like grinding. grinding. This I, is why you like uh, Final Fantasy, right? I mean, well, I like it's Final not Fantasy all grinding. Too. I mean, yeah. th- there's some grindy RPGs out there. Like, Dragon Warrior is all about grinding all the Ugh. time. See, I'm, I'm sort of middle on this game. Like, I kept having this total thing where I would like it for a little while and I'd be like this game is really fun and then I would hate it and then I would play for a couple more minutes and then I would like it again and then I would hate it so I guess for me it doesn't seem like I don't really see why people absolutely adore it but neither do I hate it with the just absolute anger I just there's so many so many design choices that are just that that are just built around frustration they're just so like I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan but at least when I walk into a Final Fantasy game I usually know what to expect right and the the design of this game it's clearly there's a slight qualification on everything I'm saying because I never played Secret of Mana ever this is the first time I've ever even touched it Um, it doesn't hold up when I was 12 I might have played this game and I might have a different opinion, right? Because um, I might have been more will. I'm, you know, I'm not a big RPG fan. I was a pretty decent Zelda fan, so I, I might have walked into it and been like, "Oh, okay," I, you know, and gotten used to it. And then over time, I'd build some nostalgia. I never had the nostalgia. I walk into it now, and the game just doesn't hold up. Like it, the music doesn't hold up. The yes. the the characterizations are non-existent. the The way the game starts and the way that the story the starts. Rabbites. They're, they're adorable. so cute. The way you that just they want to put them in your pants. The way that the game <laughs> starts. No, you are not Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> Damn it! I can't steal all the forest creatures and put them on my little Robotnik thing. Um, 
Yes, the storyline is the storyline is is retarded and poorly written, uh, and, and poorly written to the point where you don't care about the people you're supposed see, to care about. See, that's why you people don't like the Final shit. Fantasy shit. It's because it's retarded. <laughs> what, maybe what? <laughs> Wait, so like people are expecting good localization on these things, and that's what's charming about it. No, that's what you like no. as an adult. No, I liked it as like a... when you're you don't look at it as a kid and go ah, that translation's stupid. I it's, did. Like you you're didn't, you, really strange. You read it and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Of course ha, ha, I'm awesome. strange. Yeah. Okay. I mean, y- <laughs> when I played Final Fantasy IV, Spoonie Bard was no less humorous than it is now. Well, well it was All funny right. always. Yeah, no, that's yeah. funny. But like the stories for Final Fantasy games, at least the old ones, you do kind of care what's People going on. don't give like your, good things. Give me <laughs> Twilight <laughs> exists. <laughs> People don't want good stuff. I well, think that's in, next. in this case, if you'd give me alcohol, I would have fallen asleep. Uh, but yeah. if you get me alcohol when I'm I'm euphoric, and then, then then you lose the filter, and so. then I end up fired, and then I'll never be able to be on your podcast again. <laughs> or you'd be more able to be on. The yeah, podcast. then you could be on every episode. Then. It's, uh, so. Yeah, it's, it's Jeff after dark. <laughs> I wear a smoking facts, jacket. Hot. All right. <laughs> well, since it's just a smoking jacket, please. Just a smoking jacket. <laughs> I can't forget my leather chaps. I'll bring those. Lesbians. Lesbians. You two? No. That's <laughs> an, I'm, I, you're, un, you're misunderstanding the purpose of that I'm word. I'm a lesbian. I love women. Yeah, but when you're loving Jeff, that's not lesbian. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on what I'm wearing. <laughs> How much makeup I have on. It's kind of the way it's they finished. did games back in the day, too. Like, you know, for Atari games, literally were made by one person. You had the opportunity to do it with two or three people. Meanwhile, Patrick is doing weird things that are quite possibly distracting. Someone was, someone was like doing the nose thing. You got something on your nose, and I don't know if I got it. Did I get it? You got yeah. it. Okay, You're cool. Good. Thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for sparing me the embarrassment. I'm not saying anything on the air. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? That totally distracted me. Viewers. Completely derailed. Patrick has a boogie. You were talking about how it... They do. That's the way they design games in the day. Yes. Yeah. So back in the day, like it was like one person. One person had like the whole idea, the vision, or whatever it was. Maybe two, you know. And then they'd plan it all out, and then they get a team of people, and they're like, "Okay, this is what you're doing." Yeah, they smoke some weed and make a game. How awesome <laughs> is that? Though, when you get to see a cartridge. No, or really, that's what they did. Okay. <laughs> that has like like a boy in his blob. It's David Crane's a boy in his blob. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. You know, like David Crane just did random. So it'd be like David Crane's. Tennis. And you're like, <laughs> what? Like, I love that fact. Uh, Spelunker, like, is another perfect example. On the main, uh, on the title screen, it's like, Spelunker by Guy. And you're like, wow. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yeah. The grassroots thing was good and good creatively for games because you could make batshit crazy ideas. Uh-huh. And there was fewer people saying no. Exactly. Nobody yeah. said no. Yeah. On the other side, if the game was terrible... Nobody said no, Nobody except said no. the people who didn't buy it. Or yeah. if they bought it, they were like, no. That's <laughs> oh. true. That's, um, I, I'm, I'm just wholeheartedly impressed by this guy's ability to, to make such a refined game. And to be able to just, to the amount of work that he put into it, and to just dump it out there for free. Like, that's that shows that, it also shows the you know the old phrase a labor of love it shows that he just did it because he wanted to do it at mm-hmm. some point this you know? person probably said i want to make a game uh-huh 
you don't just start making a game until you do something like this. Mm-hmm. Say, well, I'm not going to be some hot. I'm not going to be Blizzard. I'm not going to be some hotshot developer. But you can still make a game. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I made a game. Say, I, I'm thinking of the guy who made Braid as well. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking I made of a game. I'm also here thinking of uh, this happens in Japan uh, more frequently than it does over here. But there was a guy that uh, he works at Taito. His name is Zune. And he makes, like, bullet hell shooters. He makes one, like, every year or so. The guy puts these out for free, demands that they aren't sold, and he wants no money for it. He makes them all himself. You know, and th- those games have nothing to do with Taito. Um, Something I don't know if I could do. Like, I mean, I, I could definitely... I, I I would not have a problem sitting down and, and creating something that I'm giving away for free, right? Yeah. That's not my problem. But but if I were given the option to monetize it, I would fucking monetize yeah, it. Yeah, he totally you know, could, like, too. He's been offered and stuff like that, but he's just like, no. Hmm. Well, and that's and one of the... It's funny, too, because... <laughs> Apparently he programs all of these things like completely drunk. Like he just goes out, <laughs> buys like a bunch of really cheap beer and just spends like his entire vacation or whatever. Like any, anytime he has time off, just drinks himself to death and makes these games. So like imagine he's some like Japanese dude like going on this extreme bender and then waking up like after it's all over and be like, oh, I made a game. <laughs> like, it's Hemingway whatever. for video games. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. It's yeah. really crazy. Uh, when I I grew up in Marysville, which is like North Washington, and uh, it had uh, we had a cyber station, um, which was uh, run by Namco, and so it had uh, weird stuff like uh, God. There was this weird game where it was kind of like a speeder bike game, and you were like this sort of UFO looking racer thing. It was like one of the first 3D games, and you'd basically like go upside down, and then eventually you'd get laser beams. I can't remember the name of it. It was really fun. Um, I have no idea. What you're yeah, and you about. could like buy your way into like further levels or something like that. Um, I don't, um, I'd play that all the time. Uh, there was we had the Simpsons arcade game with with the four players, and then right next to that yep. was the Turtles in Time, and then there was Mortal Kombat one and two. And I remember seeing Mortal Kombat two for the first time, and it like freaking blew my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. they made a second one. Oh my god! Yeah. It's like. <laughs> was watching people like figure it out and do fatalities like so brutal and i was like 12 so <laughs> um and i don't then, think anyone ever expected a sequel to that game the first one was kind of terrible honestly but, but it blew people's minds because it was so violent yeah for the time you know yeah um and it was real people like Ish. in in a game right yeah. but i mean <laughs> that was like oh my god it's the future we can actually put real people into video games in some way and and i was like oh man all, all games are gonna have like live actors and like movies and games are gonna be the same thing well, Obviously, it didn't happen. Thank God. Yet, <laughs> sir. Yet. Uh, I mean, you saw Sega CD, so, you know, yeah, it did happen shark. with bad results. Yeah. 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 And, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we'd have, uh, oh, they'd have, like, Street Fighter 2, and then, remember, they'd have, like, some off-the-wall games. Like, they had, like, a Strider arcade. They mm-hmm. had uh, uh, Captain Commando. I played all the way through Captain Commando, which was just a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Um, and then we also had another one that was like further south, which was in Everett, and then that had the the big tube t- uh, tube screen TV, and they would always have like the fighting game of the month, which was like yeah. either it was either you know uh, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two, or um, like Marvel versus Capcom or something like that. They'd always have those, and I'd always get my ass kicked because there was always that one guy that was like sitting. Uh, sitting there all day just schooling yep, everyone. Yep. It and was there was so a line of people on the other side of the arcade right. just waiting to play him. Right, yeah. and, and you'd put your quarter down and you'd wait your turn and then 
you'd get to play for about 30 seconds and you're like why did i even wait um but yeah that that place had like you know bucky o'hare uh the battle toads (laughs) game which was is like i only saw like maybe two machines of that ever and it was really really fun they had uh, uh the punisher game do you remember that was, I do not. It was made by Capcom, so it yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. it was just like a brawler, and you played wow. as as the Punisher and Nick Fury, and you'd go around kicking the crap out of stuff. You're basically hunting down Kingpin. That's and, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's really really cool. Um, but yeah, I I would always uh, yeah I would like in the summer I'd always try to bum as much money as I could and then take the bus over there. And, and I suppose neither of those places is still around. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, because yeah, both those malls got either turned into strip malls or was completely remodeled and in its place is like a, a, a Borders or a... Or uh, a right. Or, a, you know, Lane Bryant or something like that. So <laughs> absolutely not the same same uh, audience. So. so how do you guys feel... This podcast is about retro gaming. Uh-huh. There were no achievements or trophies. What do you feel like achievements and trophies are doing to gaming now? Is it ruining gaming? I know there was a panel recently at like the Game Developers Conference about how bad achievements are for games and gaming. What do you feel? I don't think that they're bad for games. I think that they're... So back when we played classic games, there were always games that had collectibles, right? Collectathons of some sort. Like you play through a Mario game and you'd be like, Oh, well I've, you know, I've beaten every level in this time or I've got X number of stars or I, you know, I've done this, these things. And those were always things that were part of the games. Um, And it would always be that kind of, you know, that kind of dick waving. It would be, you'd walk up to your friends and you'd be like, well, I've got all the stars in Super Mario 3 or what? I don't, that's probably terribly wrong. Super but Mario World. Super Mario, I've got all the stars in Super Mario World. And then your buddy would be like, well, I got all five gems in Sonic. You know, and it, it was, it's the same kind of thing consolidated to, in order to um, kind of make the community around a console coalesce into one like big community. So instead yeah. of being, Per game, you know, the, to there to some degree, there still is. There's still, oh, I got all of the treasures in Uncharted, um, but now you take all those treasures in Uncharted and then you translate them into trophies and put them online and mix them with the trophies from all the other games on the console. Now you have that other that kind of meta version of it where everybody's comparing that to each other. Um, I think it's good for community building for, for especially for a console. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's detrimental. I don't think it's at all detrimental because especially if you, you know, you start like Bessie Bickle is playing games like Hannah Montana that no one would ever play unless they had trophies. Right. So, so what do you, what about you? Bessie Bickle, nothing but love for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about you, Andy? uh, I don't understand how something added on that really doesn't cost the player anything. And it's just a way for them to, you know, show their friends, hey, I managed to do this achievement. I got the zombie genocider in uh, Dead Rising. Okay. I showed my friends. I'm like, hey, I killed 53,000 zombies in one game. I don't see how that can be a bad thing. Well, I think the way to think of it as a negative thing is like, okay, say you're playing a game. I know you can have, like, secret achievements and secret trophies. Right. But, like, say you're playing a game. I'm playing – let's use an example of something I played recently on PlayStation. I played, like, Batman Arkham Asylum or something, right? Right. I can see my pro. I, I I can see my progress of the game. I can see how far I am. I I can be pulled out of the game 
every time one of those things pops up. And I know you can go in and you can turn those settings off, but um, like I, I went in and t- turned the sound off because I was playing Alan Wake recently on the Xbox, which I really enjoyed. And I'd be in the like feeling of the game and in that setting. And so much of that game is about tone and mm-hmm. just like, you know, the, the feeling of being in these woods and freaked out. I've, I was only playing it at night. So I felt that way. And then pop a little like gamer score thing would pop up. I'm, my friends are online and like, it's pulling me out of the game and it's, it's when used the wrong way, it's making, it's, it's, it's making you play the game in ways that maybe the game wasn't even meant to be played. Well, that's – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying – so conversely, if they are done right, though, they're amazing. I got the renegated trophy or achievement in uh, the first Mass Effect, uh, which is you have to get like 75% of the doing bad guy doing points. Doing bad thing. Yeah, I, think that's I got I it got. at the exact point that I punched the reporter in the face. <laughs> so she's interviewing me, and I just, you know, bam, and it's just like, bang. <laughs> achievement unlocked, bang. renegade. I'm like – why wasn't I recording that? That is brilliant. <laughs> so I, I think it. I think that boils down to the the designers. Uh, that that's something that falls on the designers. It's something that's it. getting better as we go on, too. right? And it, because games have always had collectibles, and that is not something that's new. Collectibles games have also always had, to some degree, had collectibles that could only be achieved by playing in playing the game in a way that's not necessarily like the way the game was intended to be played. True. Um, so what it boils down to is making sure that um, I, I think one of the ways where it goes wrong is when <clears throat> you have achievements that can only be that can only be uh, achieved. <laughs> they can only be earned on the first playthrough of the game, I think that's where you end up with a problem is where you're, you're limiting the player to making sure that they do this stuff the first time they play through the game rather than like with Arkham Asylum, it would be great if you could just play through the story and you could just do the story and get to the end of the game. And then when you're at the end of the game and after you've beaten everything, it does what a lot of older games have done. Like uh, the Ratchet and Clank games on the PS2 were a good example of a game where you'd beat the final boss and then it would say, Oh, well we're going <clears> to, <throat> You're, you can either move on to the next, you move on and play through the game a second time with all of your current weaponry and everything, or you can revert to the save just before the boss, which will allow you to go run through the game and do whatever the fuck you want for a while, and then you can beat the boss again and do a thing. See, <clears throat> and that I agree that the achievement thing popping up in the middle of the game, that can also be distracting depending on the game design. Like Alan Wake's a good example of a game that shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Uh, Heavy Rain's a good example of a game that should not be like that. And and you see them designing it like Heavy Rain in most cases. Those were popping up during loading screens and stuff. Yes. Yeah, but there was one that I got that was just irritating. Well, I think towards the end, whichever one, yeah, like, you know exactly how it's going to end based on whatever trophy pops up. Yeah. See, that's like, terrible. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, story spoilers and trophies, is especially in a game that is as story-heavy as fucking Heavy Rain, that's terrible. Yeah. The whole concept of that is awful. Well, I think it would be interesting if they had, um, you get the trophy, you finish the game, and then if somebody looks at your trophy, they see, okay, uh, the killer got away. However, you save the kid and two of the, uh, well, three people that are good guys mm-hmm. lived. That that would be cool. However, if it's like chapter one, you successfully completed the rat. You did not crash the car. Chapter two, you did, you know, mm-hmm. if it lists out what's going on, if someone accidentally sees that, that totally would wreck the entire fucking experience. Yeah. I, I I would agree. I'm so anti spoiler 
you talk to people who know me. I don't want to know what a movie's about before I go yeah. and see it. You know, I don't want to hear the the synopsis. If I haven't seen a trailer to a movie and I'm sitting down to see it, that's like the way I want to experience something. And it's similar with games. And if we if we got to this magical probably unrealistic semi-virtual <laughs> reality world where anything I want to do in an open world game I can do. Uh-huh. Um, I'd, if, if they get the achievements to pop up in that cool badass way where like I do something cool and the thing pops up on the screen to show me, that's great. Um, I don't think I'd ever want to list. You know, mm-hmm. I, if, After I beat a game, if I want to go online and find that list, I'm sure that will be online. But I don't think I even want to see. Like, I, you don't I, even like having the lists of question marks. I don't think I do like, because I see how many I have left or something. You know, okay. there's something weird. I don't know. So sort of like it, you would prefer a you open the game and it shows you you've got three trophies. There could be a hundred, but yeah. you just wouldn't. Know. Yeah, maybe. And I can maybe I can like start to deduce by looking and seeing what my friends have because you definitely want to keep that element. But yeah, that makes sense. And does the, it does it really do do, achieve, do achievements and trophies because of their community element really feel that different from collecting shit in a game in a classic game and then telling your friends about it? I mean, yes, it's proof. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you have the proof set down, but I mean, does it? Because to me, it's never felt that different. It's it's just it's kind of a framework for something that has already existed. But it, a lot of people, yourself included, seem to think, seem to feel like it's a completely different thing. It's a completely different thing. And I don't know if I can ever say why it's a completely different thing. And I don't want it to be a different, a completely different thing. I want to be able to play my Nintendo Wii and to play Super Mario Galaxy 2, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I just finished through Metroid, Prime, Metroid Other M, mm-hmm. and which is okay. And... I want to enjoy those games. I don't enjoy them like I do stupid games on the Xbox because the achievement points aren't there. And I am not an achievement whore. Yeah. But there's just something missing to pull me back in there to see that, to pop up that list and see what my friends have and to feel like I'm working to some greater goal. And that's what it is. And that's what gaming is to a lot of people. You can sit down and achieve something that feels like you've like gone and done this thing, you know? Like it's like getting a promotion or <laughs> or or getting the girl to say yes to the date. Uh but you can sit down and you can get it every time. And if you don't get it, you can keep doing it and get it again, you know? And well, that's and- always been like the draw of sitting down and playing in this fake world and you know, achieving something in a small amount of time. And sure. now there's just a list of things that I can achieve and you know, and in terms of PlayStation, there's a list and they're grading which ones are better for me to achieve than the others, right? So it's like, it, it, it's it's providing an outlet for, you know, the the dick-waving aspect of video games. Which, sort of, but I don't To even... me, that's what, that's what it feels like to me. It's like, it's, it's not a, I feel good for achieving this thing so much as it's an, I feel good because I achieved it and you didn't. I'm interested in what my friends are doing. And I'm interested in doing those things. I'm not interested in whether people see that I've done them, I guess. Okay. Um, I think that makes you different myself. from the vast majority of people who, who go for achievements yeah. and trophies, yeah, though. Because I think, the, so. I think the draw for the general populace of video game players is more of that you can show how much better than your friends you are. Yeah. Right? It's not necessarily the um, you can feel good about making this stuff. Because if if it were about 
making you feel good about finding these things out that you could do in the game, then the gamer score wouldn't exist and it would just be a list of things that you have done, right? The gamer score is where you're like, I'm better than you. Yeah. So what it's done is it's made the achievements that, I mean, again, not using achievements trademark, but it's made the things that we used to accomplish in games seem less important by comparison just because there's this other layer. Yeah. So that, that I can see. Because, uh, I mean, actually, I can demonstrate that straight out with the Uncharted games. Uh, Uncharted 1 did not have trophy support, and it still doesn't have trophy support. They didn't patch it in. Um, but there were 60 collectible tro- uh, treasures that you could get in the game that you just had to kind of find in the environment, right? And there were a whole list of unlockable uh, accomplishments that you could do, like kill 100 people with an AK-47, or... Um, Soften five people up with gunfire, then and take then kill them out with a punch. punch. I think exactly. we all love the Uncharted games. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking spectacular. <laughs> and I had a... I'm still having fun going through Uncharted 1 again and and trying to, to get those things, but I am, some for some reason, completely uninterested in doing the exact same shit in Uncharted 2 because somehow every single one of those things is attached to a trophy. Oh, okay. And I don't know why that is. I just feel it feels like I'm actually doing something in the first game, and it doesn't feel like there's an ulterior motive to it, if that makes any sense. Like you were saying, there isn't that other layer to it, so I'm not like nothing in my brain. When I earn a trophy, something in the back of my brain, even though technically I can tell myself I don't give a shit about my, my trophy level or my or anything, something in the back of my brain goes, ooh, I just added to my trophy level. Whereas when I'm playing an Uncharted, I'm just like, oh, cool, I found this cool treasure. Yeah. You know? So, I and don't know. It's just tying, I mean, it's coming into everything. I'm getting achievements in StarCraft 2, and, wow. I'm, and I'm going back to get them. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not into World of Warcraft, but yeah, I, that, that would totally bring me in. And Steam achievements. I've got stupid achievements on my, like, Plants vs. Zombies on my phone, right? <laughs> and those are things that are going to pull me back into games. And when they're good games, that's great. And when they're not so great games, you know, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be spending so much time on that one game. You probably shouldn't. Like, you're on the surface world, and you, like, you know, find a pig, and you hit the pig, and the pig gives you something. Some beef, and then you, or not beef, but, you know, steak, (laughs) beef, or pig steak. (laughs) This just in, Pork, pork is what you're looking for. Beef (laughs) comes from pigs. And then you, and then you, (laughs) then you cook it, and then you bring it with you, and so if you're about to die, you can eat it, and it gives you more hearts. Well, this is video game world, so these are special beef pigs. Yes, beef pigs. Beef pigs. (laughs) But... The way Beef I, pigs, the yes. Way, that ruins pigs for me now. Like you can't. It, pigs are pigs are the perfect animal. They but then they, they spit out, start spitting out beef, and we're you flip what, a what switch. Are we left with yeah. Delicious. Like you can do all kinds of cool stuff with it. Uh, last question yet again from Dave McAwesome because he dumped a whole bunch of questions for us on the forums, uh, and this one's from Micatron. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Did you ever drop Yoshi down a bottomless pit just to imagine his death? <laughs> yes, because I fucking hate Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> that googly eye. I love dinosaurs. Everybody here can attest that I love dinosaurs. If I could be a dinosaur, I would be a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Rawr, awkward limbs. I love it. I love dinosaurs. But Yoshi <laughs> is a fucking retard. He gives he gives the good name of retarded a bad name. <laughs> I don't know what he, he's not. He's an amphibian. <laughs> he's he is not a dinosaur. A dinosaur does not have a frog tongue. He's Dino. Yeah. I actually the, the thing I really liked imagining was um if you if you get those little spring 
the springboards, you can actually have Yoshi eat one of those. And if you keep it in him long enough, he will swallow it. Yeah. I just like thinking about that. <laughs> you know, like... What, that he might actually choke on the spring <laughs> on the way down? Or when it just tries to come to out of the other side. His, uh... I pass that fucker. <laughs> Yeah. You notice notice something that I uh, it's something that I only noticed after playing some of the newer games is that uh, Yoshi does not have arms in this game, and he has arms in later games. Yeah, little stupid T Rex short arms that, he doesn't oh, have yeah, arms. that yeah. flutter that flutter. Yeah, he's so a really, jumps. he's actually a chicken in this one. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's a slug. You just blew my mind. I never thought of that. <laughs> he, yeah. yeah, he's a, t- a T Rex that got tar beam shot at him. <laughs> tar beam. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I really love enjoying. You know, he goes, he's like, Whew! and he, you know, he he trots off, and you're like, no, you're, oh wait, yes, you're Yoshi, die. Yeah, <laughs> it's very expendable, but he makes you immortal while you're riding him. Yes, he's like coin or like rings in Sonic. Yeah, like, pretty you much. You can juggle Yoshi basically, which is one of the things that I de- definitely did. Um, there's a couple Just of Trojan the earlier levels where there's. Uh, They'll, the dudes, they'll sit on a ledge above, and then they drop fire down on the level below. I hate those guys. So if you're on Yoshi, they no effect whatsoever, because what, what'll happen is you'll be in between the two levels, and while you're in the fire, you'll just pop on and off and on and off of Yoshi while you're in the fire, and it doesn't even touch you at all. And it's amazing. Like, I found that out the hard, easy, hard way, whatever. By um, mistake. By mis- found that out by mistake, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Sometimes you just toss him, though. Yeah, you know, so you're like, I'm gonna die. Press A, press A and jump. Press and... A, jump. Oh, he's dead. You know, he's got the little <laughs> Bye, like Yoshi. wiggling legs. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's little amphibian guts all over. You're twisted, dude. Yeah, I know. So... What was I saying? <laughs> Dial up your Rolodex, man. <laughs> oh, the multiplayer. The multiplayer. Yeah. Shut up. So is it like? Earth? Is it all? Is it all? Can you co-op through the whole game? No. Damn it. There's, no, there's no co-op. Not sold. No. Nope. The, mul- the multiplayer is. Um, you know those games where you're like trying to figure out like who is the you know who, who's the assassin or who's the uh, who's you know the like werewolf or whatever. Uh, like Resident Evil Mafia. Uh, oh yeah, Mafia. What was the Resident Evil game that was like that? I, there, I don't think there's a Resident Evil game like that. Yeah, there was. It was like Resident Evil Online for a bit. Oh, there's like two oh, of them on yeah, the PS2. But those are just co-op. Right, survival. outbreak. That's what it was. No, what I'm talking about. He's talking about a traditional. Everyone game. is villagers, okay. and you're trying to figure out who is the killer. Oh, okay, like Clue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like a like a, a game you play in person. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a video game. <laughs> this is a game. Yeah. So basically, right. so basically, you've got. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we just, I think it was just blue plant pet. Is it like that? No. Is it like that? No. <laughs> well, is it, sort like, of is it a video game? No. What? <laughs> There's uh, things besides video games? That's one of the things that I, you guys were talking about, the jumping and how kind of awkward it was. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that I dislike is you have parts like that that are so reliant on your jumping. And your jumping is kind of, like you said, squirrely. It's, it, you feel very heavy. It feels very like stiff. Like you, um, I can never quite figure out what's going to cause me to do the flippy jump, and what's just going to cause me to just kind of like stiffly, you know, you know, the hop, sta- do the statue hop into the air. Um, I, it's really for some reason, I found it very hard to be able to remember and judge the distance of my jumps. You know, like figure out. Because I'd make one jump one time, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's how I do it." And I'd 
feel like I did it the same way again and she'd jump way short and fall into a pit or fall in lava or get caught by some fucking monster that would drag her into the water that I couldn't get away from and I would die. Maybe we, maybe we both just suck because yeah. I had that same thing as well. Like just like I said, climbing that giant pit yeah. up again. Like I kept jumping and I would make one ledge and I would jump again thinking I was jumping the same mm-hmm. and I would miss it just barely. And then I would manage to find the spot that went between <laughs> would all of the you pla- all the way to the bottom. Yeah, I did that like three times. And at that point, I think I'm just, I think I've turned into almost like a lazy gamer. Like I, I just, it annoys me when things don't work the way that I think they should. <laughs> like I, I need to, need to fix this game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good game and I can, I can see why people enjoy it. I, for one, feel that it is overhyped. Hmm. Let the flaming come Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like your no. eyes are about to burst into flames. Uh, it's partially because I'm allergic to your damn house. <laughs> 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 Sorry. My left eye is, like, trying to revolt inside my skull. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, I just love the shit out of this game. Yeah, I mean, I figured I was going to be setting myself up for that. As I was playing, I was like, I don't think this game is all that great. And as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, my God, that's the sound of the Internet exploding. (laughs) I don't think it's my nostalgia that's fueling that either. Uh, I still think it's a great game. Part of the jumping thing is that you you get multiple types of power-ups for your jumping. You get, what, four different power-ups for your jumping? Later in the game, you get the screw screw attack and the double jump and... Jumping uh, off of walls. Jumping yeah. off walls. Yeah, that's five. High See? jump. Yeah, so, like, it, it changes how you jump every time. It's just... I feel like it's just different. You that have kind this weird of thing floaty jump. annoys me. Because sometimes you never... With the, coupled with the fact that she jumps funky, you never quite know if you're not making it because you suck or because the game's like, haha, joke's on you. You just can't do it yet. No, yeah. it's it's just extremely sensitive. It is an extremely extremely sensitive jumping thing, and you play the game often enough, and you get to the point where you can go through the game in five minutes, whatever. But yeah. you just gotta. It takes lots of practice. Yeah, like my buddy Carl can make. I, I don't know about Super Metroid, but I remember watching him beat Metroid in like forty five minutes, like straight front to back. I just sat down one day, and he's just like, "Can I play Metroid?" I'm like, "Sure." And then I like walked away to do something, and I came back, and he was at the end of the game. Yeah, it's like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's with any game though. Like yeah. any game, you play it enough, and you can be amazing at it. Like I sat there, and uh, Jason's currently playing Contra. Every time I like turn the corner, like he's playing it again. He's trying <laughs> to get his time down. Jesus, like, speed, genuine speed run. Yeah, he's he's going. He just keeps dropping his time, and I'm like, oh, are you trying to get your time down? He's like, no, I'm just playing this time. What's your time? He's like, oh, I can do it in about mm, fourteen and a half minutes, fifteen minutes. Beat the whole game. Yeah, and he wow. It's it's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. And he's like, no, you just had to stand right here. Duck. Go. All right. Now you're good. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Where the fuck is that sonic sound coming from? What what sound are you talking about? I can't. Uh, You don't hear the rings? really loud. Sonic in the background. We might even be able to hear it on the podcast. Someone's collecting rings. Yes. Oh, now I hear it. Yes. (laughs) Jesus Christ, you point it out to me, and all of a sudden, all I hear is sonic rings. It's super loud. Great. Now everybody in the fucking show is not going to even be able to listen to the end of the show because of that. Oh, well. Oh, well. Is that where we ended? (laughs) Well, is there Sonic 4. Got to talk about that for a second. Oh, yes. Sonic 4 looks pretty cool, except for the fact that I don't like Sonic. Oh, you don't even let me... I dislike Sonic 2. Sorry. But Sonic 4 is pretty Let Andy talk. He's he's about to... His head's about to explode, so... Sonic 4? That would have been great on Genesis. I would have loved it. But you know what? That was, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Too little, too late. 
fuck it, it's done. Well, not to mention the fact that my my hatred for 2.5D, that is a perfect example of a game whose entire visual style has been diluted and destroyed by making it 2.5D. The same thing with Rocket Knight, right? Now, god damn, guys, you're like a bunch of, you're like fucking gophers looking around for this stupid ring sound. I'm a prairie dog around us. You're too quiet for a guest host, sir. You need to start talking about the game here. You played it, right? Yeah, I played it. It was disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, you're saying that there was an improvement from the first one to the second one to the third one. And I feel like there was, they thought the wrong things were like, okay, so the second one sold a little bit better than the first one. Maybe that's because we had some more extreme characters. We had the kid on rollerblades. So for the third one, let's put an old robot a kangaroo. Can we, can we get space ninjas in here? No, we can't do space ninjas. But you right. can do ninjas. There yeah, are definitely ninja. lots of ninjas in the third one. Yep. Yeah. But there are no space ninjas. Yeah. No. Let's just throw all of the same character carts. sprites at you at the first level. <laughs> they, they put ninjas in minecarts. I don't know if you played that far in. I, did, I don't think I got to the minecarts. No, no. Yeah, there's like carts and you are walking down this track and the floor of the cart, whatever track it's going to be on, will oh. vibrate. And then you have to move to the other ones. Otherwise, the minecart will knock you down. You go a little farther, and there's like little alcoves in the wall. Uh, you run what? out and you, you hit somebody, and then you run into the alcove and you wait for the minecart to come out, and you hope that the minecart's going to hit the guy and kill him for you. Right. I That's kind of like the level in the first game where you've got the the crusher, the industrial crusher, oh, and yeah. the conveyor belts, and you're just like, you, you, you'd see enemies coming from the other side of the crusher, so you <laughs> run wait. up real quick and then back off so that the light flashes, and then and then you hope know. you don't get hope you don't get caught on the conveyor belt that knocks you right into it. Conveyor belts and crushers. That is like. Like, what factory does that? <laughs> Seriously. A I, factory populated by gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, no safety button. It's just no. like, eh, just go have fun. Yeah. I always thought heavy machinery had, like, a safety switch or something. No, there's, there's nothing. Not there. There's no. In fact, all uh, large industrial crusher, crushers are motion sensor activated. <laughs> <laughs> because if something's moving, of course, <laughs> yeah. it needs to be crushed. <laughs> wow. This looks sentient. Uh, all right. Activate the crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are me. evil. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they really are a crappy gang. Because, I mean, they're trying to take over the city with their leader, Mr. X. And, like, what, what, what can we call the gang? How about the syndicate? The syndicate. I saw that in a movie once. Let's go with that. How do we, how do we cover up this operation? We'll call it the syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never suspect. Yeah. Uh, why signal, why signal, why signal, and our signal? Go take care of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> What about me? No, not not you, Y-Signal. The other Y-Signal. The yeah, fourth how, one. How many Donovans do they have? And the best part is Donovan shows up in the second Streets of Rage and then shows up again in the Streets of Rage. So it's like, I thought I killed you 800 <laughs> times. Why are you back? Because there's 801. Yeah. They no. were saving them for Streets of Rage 4, and then they're like, you know, this is a terrible idea. A miracle of cloning. <laughs> like Every time you do it, they just press a button. They're like, Donovan number 75. You're up. <laughs> but you figure that most of those punks were probably born in, like, the early 70s, so their parents were, you know, around in the 60s, and they just really were pretty much blown out of their mind. You know, like, <laughs> What'd you name oh. your kid? Donovan? I like oh, that. Oh, me too! <laughs> Someone's like, did you say something about my son? No, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're training them to fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed to wear a shirt. <laughs> anyway. Y signal, here's your yellow coat. <laughs> R signal, here's your red coat. There's no connection. Don't worry about it. Just take it. <laughs> You've got a rocket and you're a boss. Hmm. How about we're going to call you Jet? Jet. Jet. <laughs> oh, oh, that 
motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> took me so <laughs> many tries to figure out what I had to do with that son of a bitch. And like, he shows up with twins. a buddy in this in the third yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He had some like it was like two bosses from the second game that just show. They up do the that time. a lot. And, and he's then, one of God. No, go ahead. And then they they like team up and like the jet guy will throw the other dude into you or something like that and. That's one of the ones that that's one of the ones that pissed me off so bad because he will um like he'll swoop down at you a lot and then every once in a while if he gets too close he'll just grab you and like rocket into the air and body slam you into the ground and it takes like over half your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you're playing I don't know if you guys played that uh, multiplayer. I spent half the game like hitting your taking hitting your boat, or, yeah. yeah. Cuz I played through uh I didn't finish any of the games but I played this morning uh and my husband was playing the second player and I throughout the middle of the fight I'd be like fighting I'd be punching punching and then I would realize that I was killing him yeah or randomly <laughs> wait Luke wait. did that to me okay and then when we <laughs> played earlier today you were doing that to me like we're the only people on the screen and you run up and you just start punching me you're like oh god you're in a yellow shirt I totally forgot I thought you yeah. were one of the white I signals. switched characters because I was playing Blaze and he was playing Axel and then like I finally ran out of lives and I switched characters I I, and I switched to Max, and he starts kicking my ass. I'm like, <laughs> he dropped that's in me. From the, he, we were on the elevator level, and people were dropping in from the ceiling. So this big fucker drops in from the ceiling, and I'm just like, fuck, mash buttons. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when he was playing his Max. Yeah. Pat looked it's over like, at you. Oh, chill like, out. Yo, it's, yo, I'm it's on your me. side. It looks like a boss to me. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Just relax. Yeah, you're either punching him in the face or just holding them randomly. Yeah. Just in random awkward sexual poses. <laughs> like, Especially if any of the guys are grabbing Blaze. Yeah. From it's, behind, it's just like oh, they surprise. just reach around and grab the boobs and just sit there. And, and Blaze is just like, "Hey, they were lonely programmers." <laughs> I just, I um, no, the most awkward actually was uh, Skate and Zan. Uh, oh Zan God! Just grabs Skate sort of from behind. I'm like, "Oh, this this is not going to turn out well <laughs> at all." I, well, I can't, hope, can he throw that... Skate into people and stuff like that though? I don't know. Okay. All I know is that he's got rocket boots and... And any, he grabs little children. Well, I would say... If, I any, hope he's registered. <laughs> <laughs> anything other than little children that he grabs, like he grabs a knife, it becomes an energy bowling but ball. Energy bowling he ball, He grabs yep. a sword, energy bowling ball. Which is actually kind of annoying because his, that energy bowling ball is like fucking worthless. Yeah, you can use it like twice and it's gone. Yeah. I want a sword. It's a I freaking want a- bowling ball made of energy. I'm sorry, I'm not understanding why this is a problem. <laughs> I don't know if I like this game anymore. I love like, it. I ah, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the experience for the first 20 <coughs> levels or so. Um, but it really did start to become a chore when you're trudging through. Like, you know, you get to level 20 and then you're just kind of like, oh, okay, maybe, we, maybe, maybe I can make it to level 30. And then what feels like an hour and a half later, you're at level 25 and you're like, oh, dear God. Well, I think that's the thing about this game is that it really um, – the fact that it takes your money so fast is actually a good thing for it because you get it in small doses, which means yeah, that, that might be it. Y- you know, you play it for a while and it doesn't get old because by the time that it starts to get old, you're out of money anyway. So yeah. you're moving on. Well, and like I said, if you're in an arcade too, you're playing it one quarter at a time and people are cycling in and out. Right. So, you know, everybody's got their line of quarters on the machine. It's the fact that the game makes you broke a good thing. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that, that keeps it fresh. Gaming makes us it keeps all it fresh. It, it keeps yeah. it to where you don't have enough time. But whereas with me, like, I In was In the way just... that getting mugged on the street is fresh because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, that's a good way to put it. That's what the machine is doing, you know. I mean, I was, I was doing the equivalent of just plunking quarters in all of the time. Uh, that's and how it works. As a kid, when I, you know, I was playing this in the arcade, I would have uh, 
tossed in a bunch of quarters, been like, all right, well, I'm either broke or dangerously close to being broke, so I'm going to move to a different arcade machine. So by that logic, then, um, when your job starts to get boring because that's the way you earn money, you need somebody to uh, steal your identity and drain one of your bank accounts to make your job fresh again. I like, despise that your that analogies. You guys, <laughs> you guys have terrible, terrible okay. analogies. Gaming logic applied to real-world situations <laughs> Not so no, much. doesn't really work. Oh, you can't tag in. No, but apparently I can... As as with other games we've discovered in the past, I can grief the shit out of Andy by randomly pausing <laughs> his game. Yeah, remember when you <laughs> griefing in person? Well, back in my day, we would just pause the game for right in front of people instead of just calling them calling them racial slurs over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you kids don't know how to piss off your friends. <laughs> I don't know. You kids have it so easy these days with your headsets and your faggot yeah. calling. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to do it in person. Guy would just sock you in the arm. <laughs> there were consequences for griefing when I was a kid. <laughs> you did it anyway. You never learned any better. <laughs> it built up your metal because you learned how to take a hit. <laughs> I know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Wiley stage, of course. Yeah, well, that's not actually one of the. That's not the, a man stage. That's not the man. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the man. Gotta make a man stage. Uh, my least favorite stage. Um, mm. uh, Iceman. Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Iceman. Because it's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Got some man. I just you know rage quit. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Iceman, you're actually just pounded into nothing mm. very slowly. <laughs> Yeah, while listening to the, the most <laughs> annoying sound ever created. <laughs> the point yeah. of that sound is so you can like build up a rhythm to it. Yeah, because well, sometimes yeah. you have to make blind jumps. Yeah, yeah, it's like having mm-hmm. sex with a rubber fist. But <laughs> <laughs> does the rubber fist make that sound? <laughs> <laughs> like man. <laughs> No. So now we have not just a visual. Uh, oh god! Wow, <laughs> I know what someone's getting for Christmas. Make sure it's black. It's like Hulk hands, but when you pound them together, it makes that sound. That was supposed to be purple. It's gone from purple to black in like four episodes. Make it blue. Oh, oh. oh big the blue bomber. <laughs> Put a face on the fist that looks like Mega Man. The extra life sprite. God, this that is horrible. That needs to be the wow. picture this is for descended this podcast into nothing. now. <laughs> oh, we need fan art on this show. Oh. Holy shit. Oh, so good if Lord. someone wants to Jesus Photoshop Christ. a blue rubber fist <laughs> with the sprite of Mega of Man, Man on it. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> or the freeze frame where he's like, jumping, oh, jump Mike, come on. Uh, Mike, Mark, come on, come on. Mark, 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 Mark. I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I'm done making things that people can't see yeah. except for us. <laughs> All right. Just imagine Wait. I'm doing something that's funny. Leaves <laughs> 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 lost his mind. 
So you basically, you, you start over again instantly, and you just keep going and going and going. You know, you run to a spike pit. Okay, now you try it again, try it again, and keep jump, jump, jump. And it's just like hyper ADD platformer. Um, Is it kind of like N+. plus? It's kind of like N+. Plus. Yeah. Um, but there's... So more of a puzzle platformer than, yeah, a, than a Yeah, it's definitely a puzzle platformer. platformer. Okay. Um, and there's like hidden bandages in the levels that you have to find. Uh, so they have yeah, the story. There is a story. Um, you are Super Meat Boy. And... <laughs> 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 had, a, had to let it go. Sorry, uh, that's about a seven. <laughs> oh, yikes! Oh, jeez! Oh, Bail out. <laughs> I apologize. So, Super Meat Boy. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are going to love this moment in the podcast. <laughs> it's, so Leaf it's, was having an amazing discussion, and then all of a sudden, there was this horrible noise, and <laughs> my headphones actually started to smell. <laughs> <laughs> You've broken the fourth wall, Luke. Oh wow! <laughs> um, so, Super Meat Boy. GamePro the GamePro the, fists Game always Pro, look like they were like about to start a revolution. Yeah. Yeah. GamePro magazine's the closest I think video game magazines have ever come to retardation. Yeah, <laughs> Game, GamePro is really bad. <laughs> yeah. it's like they're like you like. That's Let's why have Sonic game? on the cover. That's why Pro uh, Tip no is a is a sarcastic joke now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Pro Tip. It you was, like fun game. Play fun game good. <laughs> good fun Rubber game fist. is good as fun. <laughs> it was better than Get play. Our play you did the like, best. Well, play had better yeah. uh, features, but yeah. their review system was horrible. Their, whoever did the layouts for all of their, like, man, they had, it was such a huge format. Like, the, the screenshots were always really high quality and uh-huh. really well placed. You know, they got the good white space and everything. But the, then the writing was trash. Their trash. reviewers must have been just completely like fucking value <laughs> I couldn't get a job at IGN so let's start a magazine value we'll just do it ourselves alright hit me with this 2x4 and I'll do the review <laughs> well, and, I, mean, oh, I swear to god they, they were like on the take for everything yeah they really yeah and they always gave high reviews thank god the Best Buy has their own bad. gaming magazine was this made by though, Nintendo right? 10 out of 10 oh god <laughs> <laughs> is this a Final Fantasy related anything? Oh, it's ten out of ten. <laughs> the characters in the uh, you can summon it for it. God, <laughs> damn it! I really liked that magazine for a while too. So much eye strain too when you go too fast and you just see checkers go through. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. ow. Oh God! Speaking of that, uh, did you guys the waterfall that you go under on the first uh, mm-hmm. Green Hill? Oh my God! <laughs> It's real bright, yeah. Um, yeah. How did that bother you as a kid too? You just, did you just not notice, or I mean, just as a as a kid, I was borderline retarded, so uh, <laughs> uh, so like you don't notice these things. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I mean, you, as kids, you played through Ghouls and Ghosts, and you're like, "Wow, why do I feel like throwing myself in front of a bus right now?" <laughs> but as a kid, you just kind of took it in stride. And the same thing with Sonic. You're like, oh, that that hurts a lot, you know. And you know, yeah. Christina, you weren't allowed to laugh every once in a while. No, that was terrible. <laughs> She's crying right now, actually. Yeah, I mean, how did I get thrown dealt, in with these people? You dealt with horrible hitboxes for stuff, and guys that popped out of nowhere, and invisible shit, and glitches, and hard lockups, and all your, you know, your crap. You know, you played the original NES, and you know, it would stop working, and you have to like, you know. There was Sacrifice a goat to get it to work. <laughs> there was always and, that 10-pixel line of corruption on the left-hand side of the screen all the time. And <laughs> you're fine with that. It was just expected. So, you know, part of the, I think part of the podcast is we're deciding whether this is, 
part of nostalgia and we're just putting up with this shit <laughs> or that it's actually an okay game right yeah yeah like i think we've already determined yes the level design is pretty lacking yep in pretty some terrible. in some cases very terrible right in even the master nowadays, yeah. master Master Patrick over here. Yes. When we watched <laughs> we watched go the wrong direction and drown twice. You learn the ways. <laughs> I will teach you very good. Very good. <laughs> and so that that says something right there. But at the same time, it has g- a good visual theme. Um Sonic himself is this plucky blue thing. I watched the cartoon. That's another thing about Sonic. The, which one? Had, the one with Julia White, Steve Urkel. Oh, oh yeah. Did you it, watch the one on CBS where they were, they had like the PSAs at the end? The, yes, the, yes, yeah. that one. Yeah, that, I watched. I, I kind of want to go back and watch some of those because I remember there was like a sexual harassment one where the kids <laughs> were like, "Did Doctor Robotnik touch you in an inappropriate place?" Of course like, he did. <laughs> of like course that. he did. So awkward. He has stuffed animals <laughs> yeah. in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the guy. <laughs> Yeah, that mustache doesn't really hide I that. mean, you kill him and little <laughs> stuffed animals fly out of him. You know, it's like, that guy is Mr. Molester. <laughs> no wonder Sonic wants to Definition go after Definition of the molestache. I, I mean, know. Oh, look wow. at that thing. <laughs> Extreme. Anyway, it's, so, it's anyway, two, I'd like to know. There's a two-child capacity on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so do you think this game holds up? So uh, I overhauled <laughs> I overhauled the website recently. Uh, I would like cool. some feedback. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of feedback, um, uh, I know William Leonard posted uh, drunk posted to the forums about how awesome he <laughs> thought it was. Uh, thanks for the post, William. At every drunk session, people have a moment of genius and a complete moment of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> you decide which one that is, Mr. Leonard. Uh, I want. I would like some feedback. If you if you like it, hate it, whatever. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, I'm going to change the forums somewhat soon. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, I have dumped the group on Facebook. I, it is it is going to be gone. So if you want to be uh, part of the podcast on Facebook, click a uh, like on our page. It is www.facebook.com/slash/afterthefactpodcast. Rate us on iTunes. We haven't had any new ratings in a long time, so please go go rate us, go review us. It really helps us out. And rate us on the Zune Marketplace. I'm moving on. Follow us on Twitter uh, at AfterTheFactPod. Uh, my personal Twitter is GeekyLeet. Andy's Mathtastrophe. Uh, <laughs> I, I will go ahead and spell that M A T H T A S T R O F R. P A H. Why? Even reading it. Fuck you. Looking at computer and it's printed out in front of you and you just throw in a random letter <laughs> way to go oh, Luke God. Uh, for our listeners who would like to spell that correctly that's M-A-T-H-Z <laughs> you can't even spell it because he's like M-A-T-H as in math another T-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-Y oh thank you Patrick <laughs> no problem uh, Leif's Twitter is Curane 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 K U R A I N E. Got it. Made it. Well, you know, if Andy's didn't have like forty five fucking letters in it, then maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> it's mess as it long up. as a tweet itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Someone's gonna try and mention me in a tweet, and it's be like, "You have exceeded the character limit." <laughs> it's like at mathtastrophe. I fuck. <laughs> Check out my tweets. <laughs> Uh, you can friend us on on PSN or XBLA. My uh, my PSN name is Geek Elite. G E E K E L I T E. Uh, anybody else want to give out their gamer tag? Yeah, um, mine's uh, on PSN. It's just uh, F I S K I Fisky. Uh, I play a lot of fighting games, so if you want to bring it, uh, friend oh, me and we'll uh, we'll uh, throw it out. I'm not going to yeah, try and spell say. Mathtastrophe again. <laughs> I was going to try no. too, and I almost fucked it up. So I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Rewind yeah. five minutes. Listen to that spelling. <laughs> And that's his PSN. <laughs> that's Andy's PSN. Uh, join the forums on the website. It's www.geekerific.com slash forums. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, you hate us, you love us, you can email us at afterthefact at geekerific.com. Thank you, Andy. Of course. Thank you, Patrick. Of course. Thank you, Leif. Yes. And we're out. <laughs>